0: Hey guys, welcome back to Caffeine and Crime. I hope you all had an amazing holiday, uh, whatever holiday you celebrated. And if you didn't celebrate, I hope that you're having a good rest of the year or at least hanging in there while we finish out this, I don't even know what to call this year. (laughs) Um, It's been rough in many, many ways, but I hope that you have found happiness throughout it as well. But I am back today with another episode. I took Another small break, um, much needed during this really really busy time, um. But I do apologize in advance for, uh, I guess, last week's episode, maybe today's episode and episodes coming out of Spooky Season that have been a little bit more on the shorter side than what they normally are. Um, I always try to make my podcast longer so that there's more time for you guys to enjoy them and listen to them if you're on your way to work in the car or You know, you just have that extra time to kill or you're cleaning up your house And you're needing something to play for a little while, but these are just on the shorter side of things Um, But it does make it a little bit easier for me to tackle through spooky season and be able to post these episodes for you In this really, really busy, hectic time, especially since today is literally like the first day that I've had the house to myself (laughs) Um, during all the craziness with the holidays. So bear with me. Um, I'm going to really try to pump out some episodes today while I have this time and get them all up for you guys because um, the next season is just around the corner. So today we're going to be talking about Driscoll Hotel, which is in Austin, Texas. So anybody in Texas, hey. Today we're gonna be talking about a place that should be on your list next to go and stay at or visit if you're in the Austin, Texas area and you love haunted things. This hotel is actually one of the most haunted hotels in Texas, some say in the whole of North America. While it is haunted, It has what they say is like a Romanesque style and the structure of it um, with a stained glass dome, marble floors, there's columns in the lobby. It's very elegant, luxurious, and beautiful. And people who have stayed say it's like stepping back in time as soon as you enter the doors. When you enter into those doors, you may find yourself face-to-face with a ghost, even Colonel Driscoll himself. So this beautiful hotel was built in 1886. Now it's been said that this beautiful structure that cost $400,000 to complete um, was completed from quote-unquote blood money. Jesse Driscoll was a successful cattle baron who had moved to Texas from Missouri. Shout out to all the other people from Missouri in here. (laughs) I am from Missouri if you did not know. So moving to Texas from Missouri, Jesse had a plan in mind and he was making like endless amounts of money. They say he actually quote unquote broke the bank when he started selling his cattle to the Confederate army. And after the Civil War, this man was loaded. He actually became one of the richest men in the state of Texas. So he turned around with this blood money and paid off everything to build this grand hotel starting in 1884. And within two years, it was the grand opening. And not only was it finished and opened and everything, it was fully paid off Fully furnished, ready to go for years to come. But people say one of the biggest reasons this place is haunted is because this hotel is marketed off of blood money from dead soldiers, wars, and even all of the slaughtered cows. It originally had four stories and it occupied almost half a block. It had three archways, one on the north, south, and another on the east. Six million bricks were used in the building's construction, and the architect, Jasper and Preston and son, helped design the building. They actually carved limestone busts of Colonel Jesse Driscoll and his two sons that can be seen crowning the hotel in three sides. The hotel's grand opening was on December 20th, 1886. It was even featured on the special edition of the Austin Daily Statesman. The governor, Sol Ross, chose to have his inaugural ball in the hotel's ballroom, and since then it has become a Texan tradition. And through the 19th and 20th centuries, the hotel changed several hands. In 1930, the hotel's original building was expanded by Trost and Trust. The hotel has been listed on the National Register of Historic Places on November 25th, 1969. And the most recent remodel was back in 1996. So I know you guys are here for the spookiness. You guys want the haunted content. And we're going to jump into that. Because honestly, there's not a whole lot of history besides what I've told you to really go off of. I did read that President Johnson had his first date with his wife at the bar. But we're going to get into the actual stories of the hauntings. And some of these have been known as facts. I know some people have also debunked some of these. Um, I don't really know the in-betweens or what I'm trying to say is what is really fact-checked and what is not at this point, or how people have fact-checked it. I feel like a lot of paranormal stuff is always like kind of up in the air. <laughs> but people know that this place is haunted. People have seen some shit at this hotel. And because of that, there's even a Spotify playlist devoted to the Driscoll. Crazy. <laughs> So, of course, Jesse Jaskol is said to haunt the hotel. After the hotel opened, he came under the pressures of financial hardship. He was known to spend a lot of money on booze, spend a lot of money on different women he was with, and he gambled a lot of his money. He had to end up forfeiting over the ownership of the hotel almost immediately after it opened. He was playing a game of cards and literally lost the deed to this hotel in a poker table. Not to mention all the debt that he was already in. Monica Ballard, the author of True Haunted Tales of the Driscoll Hotel said, one of my most favorite stories is one of the few sightings we've had of Colonel Driscoll. One of his favorite rooms in the hotel overlooks Sixth Street and Rezos. And there was a consultant in town who woke up one night to see a gentleman standing in his room, looking out the window about 3 o'clock in the morning, puffing a cigar. He sat up in bed and said, Hey, fella, what the hell are you doing in my room? He said the guy looked at him and gave him this look like, Your room? But he didn't say anything. The consultant leaned over, snapped on the light by the bed, and when the light came on, there was no one standing by the window. But the curtains were still swaying, and there was a cloud of cigar smoke in the air. This one is really crazy to me. In the early 1990s, a distraught bride checked into room 329. Her fiance had called off their wedding and the woman literally went out on a shopping spree, got some food, spent over 40K earning the loss of her fiance, the loss of her wedding. And on the third day, she lined up all of her stuff next to her bed, pulled out a gun, shot herself in the head. She used a pillow to muffle out the sound of the round. And to this day, guests swear that they see her ghost towing bags up and down the halls of the hotel. The crazy part about this one is the fact that 20 years later, the same thing happened. Another distraught bride came, stayed in the very same room, and shot herself. For a short period of time, the room was shut down. The room was opened again during the remodel in 1996, and since then, strange occurrences have been reported. Some of the reported include apparitions, unexplained leaks, different sensations, I guess, like goose pumps or feeling really hot or really cold, distant voices, and unexplained noises. This is rumored to be the most haunted room in the entire hotel. Another of the ghosts is a small child who died after plummeting to his death down a flight of stairs. The kid made a grab for his bouncy ball and overreached. Paranormal investigators have managed to catch the faint sound of a ball ping-ponging against walls while a mischievous voice giggles. Another ghost story surrounding this place is that there is a painting that you can find on the fifth floor of the hotel. The artwork is unnamed, but it's based on a painting by Charles Garland called Love Letter. And this piece was made by Richard King. It is a little girl holding a bouquet of flowers in one hand and a letter in the other. Ghost hunters claim that the painting is the four year old daughter of the US Senator Temple Lee Houston, who died in a horrible accident at the hotel. The painting is said to be haunted and people who stroll by it constantly feel the presence of something sinister riding their coattails until they vacate the cursed building. The hotel's fourth floor is also the home of a woman who committed suicide. The spirit of a female has been seen several times on the fourth floor. The hotel staff has also reported a woman crying on the fourth floor even when there is no one there. And one of the most famous ghost duos that haunt this hotel is the couple Lady Bird and LBJ. They had their first hookup and date in 1934 in the Driscoll Dining Room. For years, they came back to this place to kind of relive that moment, and just for all of their special occasions, this was their place. It became Lyndon Johnson's favorite place, and when he visited Austin... He always stopped by. He watched the results of the 1964 presidential elections from the presidential suite, and afterwards he addressed his supporters in the ballroom and even did a little jig as he cheered. Since it was his favorite place, people to this day say that they have stumbled into the ballroom and caught the reflection of the late president and his wife in the mirrors out of the corner of their eyes. That is the Driscoll Hotel. It is a landmark of Texan hospitality located downtown Austin. It's a luxurious classic hotel and has all of the past glamor with the convenience of the present. The hotel has 189 suites and guest rooms and it is a member of the historic hotels of America and is is among the world's finest hotels with 18,000. An 80 square feet of flexible meeting space and facilities, it is an ideal place for meetings, exhibits, and weddings. The hotel has even been voted as the not best of weddings 2011 and 2012. It has a professionally trained staff that can help personalize your wedding menu, select cakes, and reserve your guest rooms. The Driscoll Grill is an award-winning restaurant where you can relax, have fun, and eat good food. The best wines are also served during meals while you enjoy your food, with the Greyhounds playing live in the background. So there you have it. That is the Driscoll. Let me know what you guys think. And again, all of you Texans or if you're just in the area of Austin and you want a haunted place to stay, definitely check it out. It's supposed to be a really nice place to stay in general, but you may just bump face to face with um, all of these different ghostly people I've talked about. You may want to avoid the fourth floor from the crying. That may get a little unnerving after a little while. But, yeah, you may bump face-to-face with the original owner of this place, or you may do a little jig in the ballroom with a past president and his wife. Let me know what you guys think about today's episode. You can find me on Instagram, at Caffeine Crime Podcast. Please hit follow. Um, Check out the most recent posts. Let me know what you think there. Also, there will be a blog posted today that has photos of this beautiful just stunning hotel and different things that I mentioned in today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys had amazing holidays. I hope you're looking forward to the new year. I know I really am trying to. So with that, happy new year. Probably won't hear from me again until after the new year. So I really hope that it is a great fresh start for you guys as much as it is for me as well. And with that, the new year is also the second birthday of Caffeine and Crime. So that is so, so, so exciting for me. I'm going to have to do a sell on my Bubbly shop. So if you guys are wanting a Caffeine and Crime bath bomb, check them out. I am going to be marking them down for Bubbly's birthday. And we're going to do 20% off of them. I am just so Happy to have made it this far with Caffeine and Crime and the fact that I'm still enjoying it and loving it It may sometimes be inconsistent, but I absolutely love learning about these new places I love diving deep into true crime cases and the past two years has been Definitely a roller coaster with trying to keep up with it on top of everything else but really rewarding and I just love having the support and more people behind me that are also loving the things that I am putting out there. And I see you. I see the plays. I see the people that come back every single week when there's an episode. And I really, really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. So yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. But again, I hope you guys all have a great new year. As we close out another tough year, Let's open the doors to a fresh start and good vibes for the new one. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in next week's episode. Think you problem-solve a willing fucking world Feeling pretty pent up when I'm swerving through the night. Got a million bitches and they try trying to hit my lot, And I really want to hit a mic.